This is the first episode of the Season Ticks podcast. My name is Daniel, and with me I have... Daniel McGree. Awesome sauce. So we This is our first podcast, guys. We just want to introduce ourselves. We're just two sports fanatics who watch Lee, uh, closely watch uh, sports, and therefore we want to bring you our opinions and our takes into your daily lives. Uh, so thank you for allowing us to come into your car, your phone, your homes, wherever it is that you are. We want to thank you for allowing us that uh, privilege. So we're going to jump right into our football season here. It's been it's been pretty exciting so far, five weeks into the NFL season. And I'm not going to lie, it's been it's been a roller coaster and some pretty good uh, pretty good games. Um, so I'll let Daniel just take us through it at this point. So first question can are are we going to jump on the Dak Prescott bandwagon yet okay that that's a very good question i i think the Dak Prescott bandwagon is not only full of doubters themselves because they they don't know what to expect week in and week out uh, especially since he hasn't really proven himself quite yet for me, the three and O ride that they were able to enjoy was basically a mirage. Because I mean, who are you playing? You're playing the Giants, the Redskins, this year. and the Dolphins. <laughs> yes, this year. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know he can he can make play with his legs. I'll give him that. He can extend the heck out of a play, which is what we were used to with Tony Romo. Yeah. He could extend plays up to, you know. He stands in the pocket for at least eight seconds before he throws a ball. Yeah. My my thing with Dak is, I mean, I've been a Dak fan from the from the jump. I've always I've always kind of, I mean, since that since that Dolphins preseason game where he went off and then he pretty much took the job after Tony got hurt. I've kind of trusted him since then, which that sounds kind of crazy, but <laughs> considering, but it's like his rookie year we went. He only lost was it two games? He only lost two games with him, and that was with not not even a full playbook, but just him kind of going off of just like on the fly. And so, I've always felt like if we give him a chance with a with a just just a decent playbook, he'll show out. Which I think the first three games show. I mean, the teams are garbage we play, <laughs> but <laughs> but like he showed like he showed that. We had great play calling, a lot of play actions, a lot of just like a lot of movement, and like people were just getting open, and he was hitting them like, and he was hitting good, good-looking deep balls. So I feel like, I feel like Dak can, Dak can take us a whole lot further than people, than people think. Right? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, not only that, but um, you know, he also will make you pay. If you leave him, if you let him run, yeah, uh, that's I think that's a, the thing that I'm gonna go stick with is the fact that he can make plays with his legs, yeah, and that's huge in this in this league. Uh, but you know, a quarterback is only as good as his receiving core, and also as good as his offensive line. Um, right now, the well, I'll go back to the Saints game. He was looking for Amari by all means necessary, and he was just I feel like he was pushing the ball a little bit. And he got away with some potential interceptions. So far, he's only thrown one this season, which speaks volumes of him. Uh, because 
you have other other potential MVPs who unfortunately just don't take care of the ball as well as Dak does. Yeah. You know, he hardly ever fumbles and he hardly ever throws an INT, which again speaks volumes of of a young cat who's you know quite poised. I think that's that's the thing that they talked about during his uh, rookie year. He had tremendous poise and and presence and and his leadership also it shows yeah. as a rookie jumping on the biggest team in the world in the world the Craig. Most, <laughs> in the world the most the was it the number one team on the Forbes list yeah like yeah. America's team like, right it don't get bigger than it don't get bigger than the Cowboys and like you go 13 and 2 as a rookie like that yeah but also in that year like he ran the ball a lot like he played like how he's always played like since he was in college like as a dual quarterback and we got away from that last year, and then you saw like how, like how weird it get, or was it was it last year? Yeah, last year he, I mean we he ran a lot of read options like in the in the goal line, but like his rookie year, like we'd run it from anywhere on the field, and like it opened it up because you're looking at you got to look at Zeke already, right? And that's, I mean it's, he's definitely a top top three top running back talent in the league, and so you got to look at him. And so if you faking it off right here and you taking it over there, like you you got to look at Zeke. And so Dak is just going to get all the extra yards over there. And like if getting away from that, it's only going to hurt the team. Absolutely, he's a great third. Excuse me, third down quarterback. Which you know, like you said, he can do the option to the left and then run over to the right. You know, take the edge off and take it to the house or get some ten, fifteen yards. That's uh, he's a good he's a good quarterback. I won't. I won't take that away from him. And so, which, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of people, a lot of uh, skeptics, Steve and A, we're talking to you, um, like to, you Can't know. Even listen to him no more. Exactly. He <laughs> just likes to knock on the guy. That whole show is a bad cowboy show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let them make their takes, though. Um, around yeah. here, we, we, know, we know how, the, how the, the ball snaps here in Dallas. So, I feel like um, what was it? We got the the Packers tomorrow, which I think I mean that should be a win. Looking at how they played the Eagles last week, like they were getting killed, they were getting killed by the run, and they got Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. It's like we got we got Zeke and Tony Pollard, and, and I mean we haven't seen Tony Pollard against a higher level defense, and which Packers defense they ain't scrubs. Like first three weeks they was killing everybody. Like, and they got they got one of the top young corners in the league. They defensive line. They got uh, they got Clark on the defensive line. They got a, they got a solid defensive line, but getting getting beat by Jordan Howard. He scored. I think he scored. He scored at least two touchdowns on him. I think it was three up. Zeke Zeke and Zeke and Tony Pollard. They should be able to kill that line. <laughs> yeah, they should. Um, I don't expect Dak to throw a whole lot. Um, if he throws more than if he attempts more than thirty throws, then uh, we have a problem. Like you said, uh, the Packers were exposed in the running game. They they couldn't stop the running game to save their lives. Um, which in this league, you got to be able to play all aspects of the game. You know the air, the, the land, and, and special teams as well. Uh, you got to make your field goals, of course. Um, so yeah, we do expect. Uh, at least I do expect the Cowboys to come up with the with a win. It's gonna be a hard fought game though. It's gonna be a hard fought game. Uh, we got a lot of Packers fans here in Dallas. 
Yeah. Lots of Packers fans. It's going to be a 3 o'clock game, I believe. Yeah, 3.30. Yeah, 3.25. That sun's going to be beaming right in Aaron Rodgers' eyes, which I expect him to throw at least one or two INTs. The only thing, only thing about playing the Packers is it's like something always goes wrong when you play the Packers. Like, Got to play them tight. Yeah, it's like if you don't, if you ain't on your stuff throughout the whole game, something, something will go wrong against them. We're gonna, we're gonna apply that Murphy's law. Anything and everything yeah, that can will go wrong. <laughs> most, most teams I, I trust is against, but it's like when, something about the Packers every time we play them. So we'll see, we'll see with them, but I think. I think if we get back to calling the play action like we did the first the first three wins we got, it's gonna open a whole lot more because it's like it's it's just like you can't be you can't just run on first down every time. Like, Absolutely, it gets way too predictable. Like, way people just yeah. looking at you. Stack the box, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that the that we should be concerned at all with the O line with Terrence Smith being? Out, he was just ruled out, I believe, yeah. yesterday. I don't, I don't even know who the, who's the new guy who's stepping up for him. But I mean, as long as he's not Chaz Green or whatever his name was. Oh no! We played, we, we played we, again, we, yeah. dude. We, we bought play. a house for that cat, yeah. man. From Cleburne, we bought. He, yeah, as long as it ain't as long as it ain't that dude. Like, I don't think Dak's just gonna get like, killed all game like he was that game. No, he should be well protected. Yeah, and that's that's that. I mean, that go back to play action though. So it's like it'll give give Dak that extra time where they ain't working, where they ain't just like they know. Oh, this first down, they gonna run it. Second down, they probably gonna run it again. Third, oh, it's definitely a pass right here. So it's like where they don't just know what we're gonna run, and so just open it up for him, and so he don't have to worry about like people rushing, like knowing oh they're gonna blitz me this one. I got two seconds to get the ball out. Yeah, exactly, and you know. On the other side of the ball, you got D-Law, who is somewhat somewhat banged up. I don't want to say he's hurt. He's just banged up. He'll play through injuries. He's always done it. He's always done it before. I actually I love Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys in the team, aside from uh, Lake Vanderish And uh, Robert Quinn currently has been a monster that for sack, us. That sack he got. He's been yep. a monster for us. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully he gets extended. If not, you know, he, he's a great one-year rental. Um, so, again, it, the defensive side of the ball, I'm not really worried about it. Um, yes, Cheeto Wouzier does get burned at times, but when it comes to the needy-greedy, to the time to shine, Cheeto Wouzier always comes through. And that's been my experience. That's always what I've seen. Yeah, And plus, I mean, he got an easier assignment this week. You don't have to worry about Devontae Adams because he's out now. <laughs> Right. So we got what's it, Geronimo Allison and Valdez Scantling, whatever his name is. Yeah. And so yeah. so that's a it's a huge gap in talent that you're going on right yeah. there. You I mean you gotta worry about Aaron Jones, but that's that's running. Oh running we, we got, got we should yeah. be good on the yeah, running. Defense. We should be able to shut it down. Uh or at least contain it. Not shut I wanna say shut it down because I mean it's hard to shut anybody down in this yeah. in this league. Uh, but you will contain uh, certain individuals. All right, moving right along to the rest of the NFL. What else do we got? So, how do you think Daniel Jones will do the rest of the year? Do you think he can save the giant season? Can Danny Dimes pull it off and win and possibly save the giant season? Well, that is a giant question. Uh, yeah, I know that was cheesy as hell, but 
Uh, it is. It is. A, it's a good question. Um, I like what I've seen so far. He's uh, he's very smart. He's a very yeah. smart quarterback. Fascinating uh, looks. Exact. <laughs> deceitfully and stealthy, quick. What they say uh, for the, for white for white athletes. Right for white athletes. Sneaky, sneaky athleticism. Sneaky athleticism, and you just got to be. You know, you got to be aware of that. Um, I don't think they'll go to the playoffs. I, I don't see that happening. The strength of schedule is not yeah, yeah. it's not there, um, but I do. I mean, the future looks good. It looks good. It's not only Danny Dimes that's gonna do it, yeah. though. It's Saquon gonna be like he might come back sooner than. See, and that's another thing. We can't rush that guy. Yeah. If I was the Giants, that's that's a huge yeah. asset for your team. Yeah, they he's already on the field practicing. They were talking about was it like five to eight weeks? They thought now was it weekend? He's already back on the field practicing with him. Good Lord. All right. Well, I mean, if it works, good. If it yeah. doesn't, uh, you, you're you going to regret it. Yeah. You're going to regret it because you're yeah. just going to re-aggravate an injury that a high ankle sprain. I don't know if you've ever had one. I've had an ankle sprain. I don't know. I never got it checked out to see what type, but I know it hurt. Yes. So I've had a high ankle sprain. And let me tell you like this. Your, your leg bruises. Okay, you get bruises on the side of your leg. That's that's not good. Not, you can't. I, I would encourage uh, Mr. Barkley to take as much time as he needs. He's still young. He doesn't want to be walking around in a cane at you know forty five, fifty years old, uh, especially in this league where you're taking just a massive beating left and right every time you run the ball. But going back to the original question. He will. I predict the the, the Giants to go ten and six. 10 I mean, and 10? I'm sorry, six and ten. Apologies. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 not ten and like, six. That's a that's a playoff team. <laughs> no, six and ten, six and ten. That's 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 where I'm at with that. Yeah, I mean Wayne Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. I mean he looked. I mean his first week starting, he looked all right. And so you never know with that. I mean. With the volume, he's probably getting just because Saquon was pretty much the only back. Pretty much. So with the volume he's getting, he should. He's not gonna. He should. I mean, you you don't expect him to just be a feature back every week, but I mean, he had a good start out last last week. Two touchdowns. He was on the bench of my fancy team. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, glad we could answer the giant question. Uh, we'll move right along with the. The rest of the teams here. So, you think the uh, the Panthers they have a quarterback controversy on their hands with Kyle Allen? I think they do. I think they do. Uh, I think we were talking about this earlier off the record. We were talking about do you give your originally originating starting quarterback his job back, or do you stay with the hot hand? I don't. I don't even. I'm not even sure if like. At the first week, I was he he was like he was hot. Like, was it four touchdowns he had? Yes. Against I mean, but he he was playing the Cardinals, and so right. you got to look at that. Patrick Peterson is suspended, mm-hmm. and so the the competition ain't high. I don't think the Cardinals Cardinals haven't won a game this year. No, they've not. Oh, and four. And so, but and then this past week, he um, was it they won I think sixteen to ten. It was some real some real low scoring game. Right. Where the kicker had most of the points. Sure. And so, it's hard to it's hard to judge because it's like a hard shift on those games. 
and then you got Cam Newton, who's an MVP, even though like he looked terrible those first weeks, but he was clearly hurt. Like right, he was clearly hurt playing because it's like Cam. If Cam Newton's not running, it's like it just takes out a whole part of his game that that he is known for. Exactly, forever. it's like you gotta you gotta have him open up the offense with that. And so I think I think if Cam Newton comes back healthy, there shouldn't be a controversy at all. Like you've got to give him back the job. That's an MVP. It's like it's not a it's not a Dak. I don't think it's a Dak and Tony thing where, like the way we were winning with Dak, it was almost like Dak is playing way too good. I don't think Kyle Allen is playing way too good right now. Like, not yet. Okay. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, if they if they win two three more games and like win them like in nice fashion. Then I feel like you got you got something to talk about. Sure, sure, absolutely. And you're right. Cam Newton is a former MVP, and he's a beast. There's no doubt about that. And he was playing hurt, unfortunately. And I, I hate to see a young quarterback, you know, risk pretty much almost everything. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was a, a shoulder injury that he had. I think so. Yeah. I think so, it was. so imagine him running, and then you know, here come, you know, Calais Campbell ready to knock his head off you know it's just it's a scary thought yeah it's a scary thought and then you know you re-injure your 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 shoulder which is part of your throwing game it it can put it you a, out for a while it was his foot it was his, his foot. foot yeah oh my that's why he that's why he wasn't running there we go there's the there's the the meat and potatoes of it all right yeah, there and, that, and that's that's his game right there okay all right so yeah i, I don't think uh there should be too much then to 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 be controverted about. Uh, so we'll move right along with so, the next one. How do you feel? Do you feel that Patrick Mahomes will be able to repeat MVP this year? Pat Mahomes is a freaking stud. Um, he's too good. He is years above his his actual talent. And, you know, one of the things that I I thought about is when when that question was brought up is this cat has the ability to become to to take it to gold mountain at this point he has the ability to be amongst the Joe Montanas the Tom Brady's yeah. the Brett Favre's the you know Dan Marino's even um can he takes his team can he take his team to an undefeated season even possibly i i don't know about that well, that the way that offense is looking, the way they're running that offense, it could happen, but I don't, I don't think it will. Plus, I mean, I think the MVP, if he, if he keeps playing at this level, there's no way you can't get an MVP unless it's just like some type of voter fatigue. But it's like he's only been in the league two years now. Oh, it's his third year now. You can't have voter fatigue this this soon. It's like what he's doing is is way too amazing. It's like I've never seen. I, I've at least I've never seen a quarterback who has that type of package that he has like can make all those throws quick on his feet like that, um, and just like and putting up putting up that many points every game. It's like so I I don't I don't I don't know who's close. I mean Russell Wilson is probably the closest one to him this Ooh. year. Right? So here's the here's the deal with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, the NFL is playing football. Pat Mahomes is playing Madden. Okay, he's at 96 rating. You know, he's like the guy that you, is the avatar that you pick, you 
give him all the gifts, and he just keeps developing him. If there was, like, literally what he has on Madden, you can't even create somebody who plays like him on Madden. That's how good he, like, that's how that's how we look at him This when, he, when he's playing in real life. Yeah. So he's he's at that level. I really think like, I mean, obviously if he keeps up this production, he's gonna be he's gonna be a goat. Like, yeah, you can't. Absolutely, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be. And if you think about it, his only losses have come because at least his only playoff loss has come because he didn't get the ball last. Yeah. So, <laughs> Chiefs, get some defense in your team. Stop. Dicking around and get some defense, please. Give this kid, get this kid some rings. That's that's the only thing he needs, and he'll be set. He could retire tomorrow if he wanted to, but he's not going to do that anyway. So, well, I guess we're going to move on to college football right now. Let's do this. How do you feel about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, and where do you feel like Jim Harbaugh is going to be with them? By the end of this year, Jim Harbaugh right now is in the hot seat. They just beat Iowa, ten to three. Let me repeat that: they just beat Iowa, ten to three. When you have Tom Brady come to the school and speak to the kids, when you have Michael Jordan come to school and speak to the kids, we have all this hype around you for the last two years, and all you got to show for is some bowl appearances and zero national championships and zero appearances to the final four and you're John Harbaugh I have a problem with that I have a problem with that and if he doesn't win Michigan is gonna part ways and hire somebody else I mean that's what it's gonna come down to it's almost like who who else though like who else that's that's a very good question I mean who else and what what will it take what losses will it take for them to fire him Ooh, that's a good question. So, do you fire him if he loses to Ohio State? The way Ohio State is looking this year, it's almost like I mean I know that's that's their that's their main rival, and so right. fans like no matter who they have, their fans are gonna be mad that they lose no matter what. But Ohio State just they look sacked this year. They got Justin Fields. He's looking like he's looking like he's gonna be in a Heisman at the Heisman presentation. Like he's gonna be top five up there. And so it's like, and then you got J.K. Dobbins, the running back. You got to worry about that. And then Michigan struggling with Army, struggling with, struggling with these teams they're struggling with this year. It's no like, knock on the Army, though. No knock on the Army. <laughs> support the troops. Absolutely. But um, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, if Ohio State, like, if you judge them by Ohio State, because they're not on Ohio State's level right now. Okay. Michigan State. If they lose to Michigan if State, they lose, oh, that's that's different. If they lose to Michigan State, I can. That's a fireable offense, right there. There we go. So, John Harbaugh, you lose to Michigan State, you're out. Plain and simple. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yes, you are an amazing coach, and yes, you get everybody fired up. But uh, fire kind of loses power once the kids step onto the field. On to the next, sir. So this isn't on here, but who do you feel like is gonna win the Heisman this year? Who is going to win the Heisman? That's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, it's it, it seems really tight from what I've seen on college football, which is, I mean, Jalen Hurd, he's, he's good. 
He's really good. Yeah. I like him. I like him in that offense, and I like I like Tua also. But I mean, Tua is in the top name in the top team in the nation. He don't really have to work a whole lot. Oh, no. He's got he's got one of those arms that like when you see it's just like I can't believe like what he the passes he's making. Like I'm he's not Mahomes level. Anyway, oh no no no. But like he's still like he's had throws where I've just seen him and I'm just like I'm in college I don't know if I've seen anybody with an arm like that. Right. At least recently. I mean Mahomes probably the closest thing, but even when he was at Texas Tech, they just thought he was just you know, in that air raid offense just the second coming. Just, <laughs> just throwing it out. And so it's like he, Mahomes didn't even pick up speed till like right before the draft. And so, and two was already doing this, came in as a freshman, came in just slinging that ball. Yeah. Tua, Tua Gavaloa. Yeah. And so, I mean, and then he threw, he threw six touchdowns last week against Ole Miss. Woo. Fire. Fire. So, I don't know. I, I like, I like Tua a lot. So if it comes between Jalen and Tua, which has always been, the competitive thing, Jalen and Tua, ever since what last year, yeah. the year before last, Tua already I, got him once. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm afraid it's gonna happen again. And so, and then you got—I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence also, but Clemson hasn't really been looking. They've been winning, but they haven't been looking sharp every single game. They—they they was struggling with North Carolina. Would have lost if North Carolina had went for that dumb two-point conversion. For the vote, you gotta wild the voters. You really gotta wild the voters. And and Trevor Lawrence, he still has some room to grow. Um, he's not gonna go into the draft this season, I I don't think. Uh, and if he does, I hope they don't throw him to the wolves just like that. Yeah. Because he's still really really young. He's going to turn twenty. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he might be a sophomore this year. I think. That Clemson team, I mean, that Clemson team is stacked, though. They got stacked at receiver and running back, so they should, like, they should, plus they're in the ACC, so they should be good till the playoffs. Unless, I mean, unless they just get snuck by, like, Florida State or some some other just random ACC team. That would be not a good day for uh, Dabo Sweeney there. Yeah. So, um, moving on, since we already talked about the top college players, how do you feel about these college players getting paid? Yeah, everybody wants a piece of the pie. Um, everybody deserves a piece. Everybody that's working should deserve a piece of the pie. Um, image, no, you know, name, everything. Pay them. I think, you know, we don't. We 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 have problems now with all these violations with. NCAA investigating and this and that. The NCAA can't be the governing piece of sports. I'm sorry, they just cannot. Um, I feel as though they should at least share some with the players. This is a billion dollar organization who is keeping, you know, potential, you know, professional athletes from getting their names out there, from getting endorsed early. And why? Just because? Oh well, we just can't allow one, one com- one division or one uh, conference to be tougher than the other. Well, guess what? They're not going to be looking at. That's not the main priority of an of an athlete. Once they hit that particular division, the the main thing or the main purpose of playing collegiate ball or collegiate sports is to be able to make it into the professional level. 
Now, if you make some money along the way, that's a great, great bonus. But yeah, I think they should they should get paid. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about that. And in California, recently just passed their their law, right? Yeah, for um, was it players to get uh, to be able to endorse themselves or to be able to sign up with companies and be able to use a likeness to sell, which which is a huge which like I feel like that's that should be like the minimum. It's like you should at least be able to make money off of your name. It's like it's not you don't belong to the school just because you play for the school. It's like right they don't own you. So and then the schools are already making all that money off of you. It's like if you sell you selling a number seven jersey, whoever number seven is on that team, everybody knows who that player is. Exactly if he's on your team, and so. That player should be able to get a cut of that. You using them, using them to get that money. Exactly, and and here's the other thing too. Let's not pretend like there's Adidas, Under Armour, Nike, New Balance uh, representatives talking to twelve year olds on the sideline at AAU games. Yeah. Let's not pretend like that doesn't happen. That's just it happens everywhere. Yeah. It happens in the rec centers. It happens in the uh, sports authority. You know. Complex complexes and stuff. So, come on, come on. Someone makes waves. Someone else comes along and wants to make money. So, yeah. okay, just stop fooling around, NCAA. Just let these kids get some money, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see like how other teams follow up since California just signed that bill, or even how the NCAA is gonna respond to it. Cause it's it's like you got. It it could change how how recruiting is done because you got players coming like oh I'm gonna go to California because I can make money, I can make money off my name and like all these other schools gonna get jealous they're gonna try to ice out the California teams, or it's gonna be funny to see where this goes. Yeah, and uh, you know the the level of competition can change can shift, which will definitely it'll it'll definitely help the Pac-12 which needs a lot of help unfortunately yeah. <laughs> but let's be honest USC has not been themselves for the last well since Reggie Bush was there unfortunately so um yeah let's let's play these players and let's make it a national thing not just a state thing so let's get it popping let's go and that leads to players like and on the basketball side leads to players like LaMelo Ball and RJ Hampton going over to Australia to play to play in the Australian Basketball League, but we uh we was talking about Lamelo earlier. How you so? Why don't you let the people know how you feel about Lamelo? Lamelo, all right. So great segue, by the way. Um, Lamelo Ball. Uh, every time I hear the name Ball, I think super hype, super hype, super hype, undefeated, never lost, and all I hear is. Uh, LeVar just blah, 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 blah. I can be Michael Jordan in my prime, blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah. That, that's all I hear. Um, and I see no results. Um, I don't feel, uh, based on previous history and based on what I've seen from Lamelo that he will go or that he should even deserve to get a first-round draft pick. I, I don't think so. If he does go, hey, great for the kid. Uh, but... Show me, show me what you got. Uh, don't be your brother. Don't don't be Lonzo who is hurt all the time. He's been hurt last. You said last two seasons. Yeah. And I mean, it's unfortunate for someone that's dedicated their life to that one sport. Um, and it just, but but it goes to show you. It 
every league or any league, NCAA, international leagues, Turkish leagues, Spanish leagues, New Zealand leagues, Australian leagues, they're not the same as the NBA. They don't play the same amount of games. They don't play the same amount of competition. You have the top of the top here. You, you, don't, you don't have just, hey, let's play 28 games and then let's all go home. Oh, and maybe make the playoffs and then extend the season, what, seven, eight, ten games, maybe? No, you have 82 freaking games. 82. I, sometimes I don't even want to count that high. Let's <laughs> just put it's it that long, way. It's a long season. It's a long season, and then you you got your prone to injury. You know, you're not – Lonzo, unfortunately, is not as strong as we all thought he was going to be, and he's not as talented as we all thought he was going to be. He can pass the ball. Don't get me wrong. He can he can pass the ball. He's got mad handles. But when it comes to the shooting part, and when it comes to sometimes some of the decision making is a little, it's a little off, and he, he tends to disappear too in some games. So you know, hopefully his brother learned from his from his brother's mistakes, and uh, he can pick it up. But as far as me being completely sold on the mellow ball right now, I I apologize. I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I got him. I mean, I got him. I got him as a top three player in this next draft. Top three as in top three prospect coming into this next draft. Potential, okay. potentially number one. I'm just looking at he's a he's six. He looks like he's at he's at least got to be six foot eight. His brother is six seven, and he he's bigger than his brother. He hasn't been. I mean, he hasn't been officially listed. And you know, sometimes NBA teams they'd be lying on players' heights. Of course. You got Kevin Durant listed at six nine. He's clearly at least seven foot, <laughs> and so um, he's six nine point guard. He can shoot. He can. He's not as good of a passer as Lonzo is, but he can pass almost to the to the level of his brother. And I, I would say Lonzo, he's probably a top ten passer in the league. And you know, Lonzo had just had certain skills that he's he's really good. At, even though his shooting that that can just cover his shooting. Even though I mean that motion was so ugly for so long, it's just <laughs> and <laughs> there was it's it's hard not to notice it. But also Lamelo, he I mean he's been playing professional since he was sixteen. He went to was it Lithuania for a little bit, even though that whole experience didn't go as, as we all thought was going to go as well as well as I mean Lavar probably wanted to go, but he played he played in the Lithuanian league. His dad started that. Started that JBA league or whatever. Good lord, the league. I mean, the league was doing all right. It, it put pressure. It put pressure on the NBA. They mm-hmm. opened up the um, the league. Started paying more for prospects. The, uh, the G League started paying more for prospects because it's JBA league. But the Mel. I mean, Lamelo's been playing. He's used to professional basketball already. I mean, not at an NBA level, but more than the average kid his age. He's played more professional ball than any of them. Was still able to go back to high school. Now he's back in another professional league where he's playing with uh, grown men, former NBA players. He's gonna he's gonna get to see he's gonna get to live the life of a professional already and get get that type of strength training. And so I think by the time by the time the draft comes around, he'll be more ready than any other prospect. At least he should be. In theory, he should be more ready than any other prospect outside of maybe R.J. Hampton, who's pretty much going along the same thing as he is right now. And so. 
I don't know. I like I like the ball family. Even even Lavar, even though he talked crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I really got. I mean, I don't really have a problem with him. But uh, Leangelo, the, the middle one, who got oh, in trouble for grief. for stealing whatever he was stealing in China. Ooh, he's well, stealing. <laughs> he's still, like you already rich and you stealing. But outside, I mean, he's the only one. Like you got two. You got two sons who are like they should. They should be NBA players. One one is an NBA player. Then you got one who's a point six six eight six nine point guard, already playing professional at uh, eighteen years old. He should, you should have two NBA players on your hands. Yeah, um, which you know, back to the uh, NCAA paying these players. If you want to keep the talent at home, pay these players. That's why all they all flee because they want to get paid, and they can't do that here. So. And that's why it's going to bring me to my next point, which is pretty much the uh, the FIBA World Cup, man, and the U.S. losing to who was it? We lost to everybody. Everybody, it, it man. Felt like, it felt like we lost to everybody. We lost to um, was it France? We lost to Australia first, I think. Jeez. It was Australia first. Patty Mills went off on us in the fourth quarter. We lost to Serbia. Which they have Jokic, but it's like one player. Yeah, one player. They they got uh they got another guy uh, Bogdanovich. He's on the Kings right now, okay. and he he killed us. He killed us too. But it's still it's like it's a it's it's we got the most basketball talent. Even even though it was like our C team, I feel like Kimball Walker's an all star. Yep. You got Jason Tatum. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is is. An all star. He pretty much all he plays at an all star level. Well, he's close to an all star level. He's in the West. If he's in the East, he probably would have been an all star. Absolutely. And then you got you got all these people, and we struggle like we struggling to beat these teams. Are we getting killed by these teams? Yeah. Which I mean, we had Harrison Barnes, and some people, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Biggest fan of Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and, and then your coaches pop. Pop. Yeah. And Steve Kerr, like, why are we losing? Yeah. Why are we losing? So. A lot of a lot of players stepped up and and said uh, verbally committed to the next Olympics and and coming through. Uh, I hope that that becomes a regular thing and not just oh we're just going to show up for the Olympics because we we were getting embarrassed out here. Yeah, the the, the way this year was was different than most World Cups because I feel like usually when it comes to the World Cup you get like the young the young a lot of the young up and coming dudes sure. still want to play. This year, it's like everybody just said no. Right. <laughs> it was like, I mean, you had Jason Tatum, you had Kuzma, you had Donovan Mitchell, but it was like, I remember the old the old World Cups. We we used to have like before, like right before like D Rose blew up. You had Westbrook on those teams. You had Kevin Durant on those teams. Melo. Yeah, you had, you had you had people like that still helping to win, and so, I mean, a lot of players now just trying to. You got, you got load management happening now more often. You got Kawhi leading the load management thing. Yeah. People, and, more people sitting out during the season now. And so I think it's just transferring over to Olympics and like or to the World Cup games. It's like, well, if it's not if it's not going to be on the biggest stage, like the Olympics or NBA playoffs, it's like I really don't want to put all my energy into that. I'm just going to save it. It's that. what? It's how many games, though? Like how many times? First of all, how many times a week do you practice? Three? Maybe yeah. four? Yeah, and now, uh, yeah, it's it's couple practice a couple times a week. Now the NBA season is starting uh, sooner than it than it has before. It usually, it's usually like end of October, and so now it's now it's mid October, and then the preseason is already starting now. Was it 
It's underway already. Yeah, yeah. preseason preseason is happening right now, and so it's like you got you got the you got the World Cup, and then you get like maybe a week off, and then you right back to right back to playing with no rest, <laughs> like right any rest. So I think I think that factors that factors a lot into it, especially if you want a playoff team. Then only break you getting after after you get the little summer break. You're you're not gonna get a break until February. So maybe like three weeks of rest and then yeah. right back to the action. Yeah. So I think I think people just people just want their time now. People care more about their time promoting whatever they're doing now. More NBA players are doing stuff outside of basketball now. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. so you ain't got time to worry about a small cup thing, <laughs> World yeah. Cup, if it ain't the Olympic medal. Yeah, it's a USA man. You got to represent the USA to the full, especially if we're. If we've already, I don't know, did we get the last gold gold medal in the last Olympics? I don't think we've lost the gold since 2004. Okay. When we got bronze. There we go. And that was embarrassing, too, because we lost to Athens. Athens! Or yeah. Greece. I'm sorry. No, not Athens. Yeah. Athens is not a country. We lost in Athens. Jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, this, like, so I think, I think we, once, I mean, the Olympics, we should be good. I don't see, I mean, other countries are getting better, like. And that that's that's a huge factor. Just other other countries are getting better. Like Serbia, they they got Jokic. He didn't play much when we played them, but he's he's a top. I'd say he's a top ten player. He's oh, at yeah. least top fifteen in the league. Like, oh yeah, he's a he's a superstar, man. That's there's no doubt about that. He um, man, these international ball players. Australia has even. Jeez. I mean, Ben Simmons wasn't playing for him, but they still have talent all around. You got Patty Mills. You got Joe Ingles. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't know who else is playing on the team, but you got like most most countries are are getting NBA players now. They're, yeah. they're producing NBA players. Doncic, yeah. Doncic, so, man, that yeah. cat is amazing. Yeah, I mean Greece, Greece had Giannis playing, <laughs> but I mean, and nobody else. <laughs> he was by himself. Cuba. They was losing to Japan, I think. I think they lost to Japan, but it's just everybody's getting talent now, and so. Yeah. It's starting to get an equal playing field, and so I guess it's getting to the point now. If USA don't play they they A team or they B team, it's like we're probably going like there's a good chance we're gonna lose now. I'll take some else, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, but so keeping it in the NBA here, who do you think is gonna be the most dangerous duo coming into the 2019-2020 season? I'm gonna start with the Finals MVP. Uh oh. Uh-oh. And Paul George. Here we go. Who was also a top three MVP candidate for Woo. the whole season. Woo. And so, but, I mean, Paul George isn't going to play till November. But still, it's like, that's the finals MVP. Like, after <laughs> after what he did in that whole playoff series, and just the whole, just the, ty- the entire playoffs, every round it seemed like Kawhi was just, was getting better. And so... And then you got the rest of that team. The rest of that team, you got you got still got Patrick Beverly on that team. Defense, yeah, defense. <laughs> his defense with Kawhi's defense and Paul George's defense. Shut it down. Let's go home. You got <laughs> you got Montrez Harrell on that team. You got you got six man. You got six man of the year, Lou Williams, mm. who should, who would start on any team in the league he wanted to, pretty much any team in the league. I don't I don't see the Clippers like. The Clippers are in a great position this year to to beat anybody. <laughs> to be contenders or yeah. to beat anybody. To beat anybody. There we go. All right, all right, cool, cool. That, that's number two. A, the, my number two. Um, 
might have to go with LeBron and AD. LeBron and A- Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's it's hard. It's hard to to pick anybody else right now because it's like after the year both of them came off of, it's like it feels like they're they're both trying to get like a revenge year on the league, and so like they just gonna come out angry, killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that that could be that could be the case this year, and uh, who will be your number three? Number three. Let me see who we got. Probably, probably, probably the Rockets with with Harden and Russell because they they're already familiar with each other from mm-hmm. the OKC days and they played great together in the OKC days. Mm-hmm. And I think Russ is going to surprise people this year with him playing off ball. I I don't think people are like I think people are so used to him always always having the ball and holding it. But with with James Harden, when James Harden was there, he played a lot of point guard with with OKC, and so he's not he's probably not going to be as angry as people would think if James Ball James Harden is holding the ball, like which is going to happen. Like it, it's going to be fun to see how James Harden adjusted that though. Now that he's the guy in Houston, like he was being he was the sixth man in OKC, right. became the guy in Houston, and so how he's going to adjust to now Russ being there with him and like Russ is going to hold the ball. <laughs> Russ is going to have that ball a lot and he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot a lot, but last year with the Thunder, mm-hmm. he played a lot better with Paul George whenever he just let ball Paul George take over. And I think James Harden can take over better than Paul George. Can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so So yeah, we're going to I'm going to switch my I'm going to switch your rotation a little bit. Um I'm gonna take James Harden and Russell Westbrook as the number one. Uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of production, two, two points, MVPs. assists. Yeah, you have two former MVPs who one just plays at one speed. Go. Yeah. That's it. That's his only thing. Um, and James Harden, who is just a creator, he creates passes. Um, you want to guard him? Okay, cool. Take you to the rack. If he can't, if he can't take you to the rack. To the rack, guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna pass the rock to Russ. Travel, or travel and shoot. I mean, yeah, whatever. You know, no if it <laughs> exactly. If, it, if no one calls it, it didn't happen. It, it's not a travel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Russ is just gonna is gonna take it. Is gonna take it. Uh, Russ and, and and Harden are gonna take the prize there. Um, my number two is gonna be definitely LeBron and AD. Uh, again, terms of production, um, you have a walking triple double. With uh, with Anthony Davis, at all times he gets he gets you at least if twenty five, ten and ten. I I feel that he's he's also a creator. Uh, people don't give enough credit for that for being a great passer. And the Lakers are reverting back to the old formula of the big man and point guard. Yeah, you know back back to the yeah, LeBron, Shaq and Kobe LeBron is running point guard this year. You know what I'm saying? And so there it is right there, and there they are a threat. Uh, it's unfortunate that Kyle Kuzma wouldn't be able to won't be able to participate necessarily at the beginning of the season for for them on that. But at the end of the day, you have to look at people are going to shake in their boots when they see AD and LeBron take them. Yeah, you know, take the court. Um, and of course, unfortunately, number three is going to be Kawhi and and uh, Paul George. There, uh, it, it sucks that Paul George has to sit out again for the beginning of the season and Kawhi be. It's basically Kawhi versus the NBA, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be and honest. He's, and he's going to get that load management probably too this year. Exactly. Um, this These first, I, it's going to be hard to see exactly what they are uh, probably until 
after the All-Star break or something like that? I mean, well, you, the talent is obvious. Like, they're stacked with, with talent this year with all, all those players I named earlier. And then even on their bench, they got they got a young guy like Landry Shamet who, who can shoot the ball. Like, he's he was a rookie last year, got traded to him, and he was performing the playoffs for him. So it's like they got players that – they got young players who are who are ready to play, got a little bit of playoff experience. And so that whole team is just that whole team is gonna be something crazy. But who who would you have as your top five teams in the league right now? Top five teams. Oh, that's a good question, man. They're I mean the West is just stacked. Um I'm gonna go with the number one being the Lakers. Uh, number two being the Warriors, they're still dangerous. The Warriors at number the two. The Warriors at number two, they're still dangerous. I mean, come on, Clay's gonna be I like. I got them up. I still got them up, but I don't know about number two. That's. I mean, Clay's. I mean, they still have. They still have a good team. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate again for Clay that he's gonna have to sit out for a few months. Um, but number three, man, number three. I don't think people gave him enough credit. And I think they're going to come at full force this year. The Denver Nuggets. That's that's I, I yeah I completely the, agree. The Denver you, Nuggets again. People slept on Nuggets last year, man. And they got Michael Porter Jr. coming back this year potentially. Right. Shoot, here we go. And he was looking like a before before he got hurt, he was the number one prospect coming into college basketball. So there it is, there it is, right there. Um, number four, number four, number four. Man, I got to give it to the Rockets. I got to give it to the Rockets. And the number five, you know, last but not least, I'm going to give it to the Bucks. I got to give it to the Bucks. They have the MVP, uh, reigning MVP, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is, man, he's just gelling with his team every day. Uh, As Michael Jordan said, earning his leadership every day. Uh, A lot of cats don't like him because of how he is and how committed he is, and he just lives in the court. He lives on the court. That's all he does. He just every day, eight, nine hours on the court. It's just apparently he's improving his jump shot too. Golly. We'll see. Um, he's got a team full of shooters already. Got Eric Bledsoe at point guard. Come on, man. Chris Middleton was an all-star last year. So, yeah, I mean, it, if they make a run, I think they could possibly make it to the finals. Yeah. And was that was that was that four teams or you got one? I think you got one more team. No, I had the was it the Lakers, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Bucks. Oh yeah, I do have one more to go. <laughs> Can't count. Um, I don't know. I feel like I can oh you said the Nuggets and the Nuggets and the Nuggets. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Let's see, I'm, I think my my top five would probably be. I think I got the Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers, Bucks, Lakers. Um, did I say I already said the mm-hmm. Nuggets? You said Clippers, Bucks, the Lakers, Nuggets, and this is probably going to be my this going to be my surprise team, um, the Jazz. Woo. I got. I, I think the Utah Jazz be top five team this year. Man, they got. They just got Mike Conley. Yeah, they already had Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert, the most underrated duo. Yeah, and so it might. I think Mike Conley, this 
I don't know with that team being with them having three stars like that, if he'll be able to finally make an all-star game. But he's always played at that all-star level. But the West is so stacked at point guard, it's like it's hard to get him in there when you got what you got Chris Paul, you got Damian Lillard, you got Steph. <laughs> Absolutely. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I've got the Boston Celtics as a possible honorable mention there. Um, maybe the Hornets. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's the least. That's the Maybe. least talented team to me. Harry Scott. I mean, Terry Rozier, they best player. Hornets ain't gonna have a. Ain't gonna have a chance. Lamelo Ball might be on their team <laughs> next year. There we go. There we go. All right. What's the next one on the docket, Judge? This isn't on here, but how do you feel like the Mavericks will do this year? The Mavs. Let's go, Mavs. Um, I think there will be. They will be a, a you know, at a fifty percent team. I think they'll make the the five hundred cut for sure. Uh, playoffs, play, eh. it's hard in the West. Play, playoffs <laughs> is a strong word when you live in the West. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Playoffs is a strong word when you live in the West. It's there's so many, so many good teams that you know. The only thing that will prevent you from making it to playoffs if you have a stacked team is injuries, injuries yeah. to key players. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm patient with the Mavericks. They're still very, very young. I think they're one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, Dwight Powell, man, I seeing that cat play is yeah. live is is God, it's ridiculous. Um, that the form, the athleticism is just it's uh, it's amazing. I I can't wait to see Porzingis back on the court again. Yeah. To, it's really gonna be interesting seeing him. Good lord, him and Doncic at the same time. Man, it's been over a year since he played. So, and that's okay. Yeah. But he never left the court. He's yeah. still out there practicing, making it to the facility every day. Seven foot three. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. I don't want to say playoffs. Uh, I hate to leave. You know, just kind of that out there. But I, I don't. I don't want to. Don't want to say playoffs yet. Not yet. I think. I think they'll be. I think they'll be around that eight, or I'll say seven, seven to ten range in the West. Though, like we should, I don't think we should be anything under a nine seed. Like with the, I think we have enough talent with Luca, Luca and Przingis already. Depending on how how Przingis is, you know, we ain't seen him. We haven't seen him play a full season. I don't think. I don't think he's ever played a full season. No, not yet. And so, I mean, when you when you got a seven foot three guy who who does everything he does. Seeing him move around is just seeing him move around over time is it's just gonna be one of those things you gotta watch for. But I feel like with our offense though, Luca Przingis, we just got Seth Curry. He looked nice last year with Portland. Right. Um we got I mean Dwight Powell, this good pick and pick and roll threat. We got DeLon Wright, we just signed DeLon Wright from the uh from the Grizzlies. Point defensive type point guard, big, big guard who can defend Defend whoever we need. We need in the defense. Yeah. yeah, we need defense. <laughs> That's one thing. Yeah. Dorian Finney Smith got another defender there. Whew. So, I don't know. Like we we got a t- the Mavericks got a team that can compete. Like they should they should be able to compete for a spot. But it's gonna be interesting to watch. Yeah, I know absolutely. And um, you know, hopefully we'll we'll be able to make it to the playoffs. If not, it's not gonna break my heart. <laughs> Unfortunately. It, because we don't, we just we don't have the, we have the superstar power in Porzingis and Doncic, 
But I feel like we need – we're missing some pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the coaching. I mean, Carlisle's a great coach. But um, we're missing some pieces, at least two or three more, and, and then we'll be set for sure. Um, anything else on the docket that we need to touch upon? Um, we can go back to football. Um, Let's do it. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a hot take, so come on. Antonio Brown. He's been in, he's been in the news a whole lot the past couple weeks. Bruh. For um, some people thought he was a mastermind. Let me sip my coffee real quick. Who who got himself on the Patriots? It's gonna be a long one, <clears throat> but <laughs> turns out he probably wasn't. <laughs> so, do you think the Patriots let him go uh, at the wrong time, or do you think they should have kept him on? I think the Patriots were in their absolute and complete right to let him go. Um, this guy, one of the things that, one of the things that I feel Bill Belichick hates is attention, the wrong kind of attention. And this dude, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown is a mastermind at one thing and one thing only creating attention for himself. That's it. And when you're throwing things from the balcony off of the 14th floor, my man, there's something wrong with you. You're a grown man throwing things out of a balcony. Come on. And I get it. There are allegations. There's no proven video of this cat doing this. But when you got five, seven people saying the same thing. Yeah, and then I don't even think with the Patriots, I don't even think that was the problem. Like, I mean, I, I mean, allegations are huge. Right. Like a huge deal. Yeah. But it's like they signed, I mean, they signed right before they came out. But it's like he was still he still played a game after after those allegations came out. The my thing with A B was like he was still on he really wasn't saying much on Twitter. It seemed like he was doing everything that the Patriots wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then that story comes out where it's like he's texting the his accusers and saying like and looked like he was threatening them and it's like you you had everything work going for you if you just if you just shut up. It's like all you gotta do is go out there and play. Don't say nothing. Even like just forgetting everything that happened with the Raiders, like yeah, let's, even though that you know, was that was <laughs> Chucky was so pissed off. Yeah, he he like, like he even said it. I'm ready to coach football. So you got you got forgetting that whole situation. It's like you you got all that behind you. You get on probably the the greatest organization right now. <laughs> well, clearly the greatest organization. They got the goat at quarterback. Right, right. They got probably the goat at coaching right now yeah and so right. it's like you all you got to do is go out there and play and you want to mess that up by mess talking to somebody when you can just wait till the court case or whatever just so I, I don't blame them yeah not 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 a smart move there not the smartest of moves um and you know it's uh it sucks for him that he's not able to play and uh although people do want him to play uh, mostly fantasy players. Yeah. You know, the fantasy players want him back by all means necessary. But let's not let's not cheat ourselves. Did not trust him though. Exactly. That's did why you, I, did not, I did not draft him on my fans. Right. Do you want somebody like that in your organization? No. Ask yourself that question. No, you do not. Exactly. You don't know what's gonna trigger this guy yeah. to explode and act a plain fool. Yeah. So, so I don't know why he messed up that Raiders 
situation because it's like he was it's an organization that already signed uh, Vontez Burfick and come on Richie Incognito. So come it's on, like if, if they willing to put up with them, it's like all you got all you got to do is go out there and play, and you can still be your crazy self or whatever. Right on the field, um, still have your personality, but it's like once your personality start cutting into the team, it's like we got a problem. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, again. The Patriots, and when I say Patriots, Bill Belichick, he likes the attention by winning. He doesn't like attention by media. So and he put up with Gronkowski all in here. Oh yeah. So as long as you ain't, as long yeah. as you ain't getting in trouble. Yeah. But he wasn't, you know, harassing women. Yeah. And he wasn't doing all the extra stuff. So, hey, all the guy did was party, drink, and have fun. That's it. Maybe maybe the wrestling thing went a little too far, but. <laughs> but we're gonna leave that for another episode. Yeah, but it's it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Like, so you think that you think that'll hurt the Patriots over the season, or you think they just like nah, rolling? nah. The Patriots is not one player. They just gonna keep rolling. <laughs> the Patriots is many players, uh, just like any football team. They just they're just better at it. They're just yeah. better at football than everybody. So yeah, and that, that's yeah, that's my take on that. Uh, Antonio Brown quit. Just quit social media, man. That's it. Just stay get, off of it. Get off. Get off Twitter until your case is over. If you can't, if you can't manage it, have somebody manage it for you, uh, and I promise you, you your life will be a lot better. But this, you're a grown man. You make your own decisions. So, um, with that, I think we've hit every everything. Is there anything else you want to say? So, you know, once again, thankful for this opportunity that you guys give us to be able to present our opinions and our, um, that, you know, pretty much our point of view from a fanatic standpoint. Um, I do want to say, you know, uh, keep listening. This is only going to get better. And I hope, I hope we, you know, keep adding to the team. Um, and another thing, there will be, um, pieces here and there with maybe one or two guests that we'll have on the podcast and each episode and we'll have uh controversial questions like the whole Antonio Brown thing um should you know players be able to get paid during the uh while they're playing college ball or college sports period so you know guys stay tuned it's only going to get interesting from this point forward um Daniel you got anything for us Keep watching sports, people. <laughs> Keep watching sports. <laughs> and come back and hear us talk about them. Keep the sports alive. All right, guys. So that wraps it up for uh, this episode. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, keep playing.